Serious, nurses and doctors of Reddit what's your weirdest scariest paranormal stories that took place during work? Did a rotation in a burn unit, there are tons of stories that go around, but I'll share my favorite, a pimp lit one of his prostitutes on fire, and she immediately bear hugged him causing them to both suffer pretty severe injuries, unfortunately hers included an inhalation burn. They both were being treated in the same IQ but on opposite ends. Weeks later she ends up coding and passes away, and after about 30 minutes as things start to quiet down, the guy starts screaming from his room get her out, get the goddang bee out of my room. Either she gave him PTSD or she's haunting him. There is probably some medical explanation for this, but still the weirdest thing I've seen as a nurse so far. We had a very robust, confused old lady on our floor. Her room was in front of the nurse's station so we could keep an eye on her, and had one of our nurse's aides as a sitter too. She was always fighting, kicking, trying to get out of bed, very restless and agitated, as some patients I've had before can get before death. One day we were called into the room as her heart rate was going down and she lay still with her eyes open. It was 30, 20, then flatlined. We checked for a pulse and did not find any. She was a DNR so we did not attempt resuscitation. We close her eyes, prepare to get the body bag and call the family. The sitter remains in there to start getting the body ready. Less than 10 minuets later she calls us back in. The old lady is at it again, hitting, kicking, trying to get out of the bed. She came back to life. Honestly we found the situation hilarious, and I still have never seen any patient come back like that on their own. I think she made it out of the hospital too. I'm an IQ nurse. A patient's son rang the hospital at 11pm on a Saturday night saying he was sure his dad was dying. His dad had had a severe stroke and was doing okay. Recovery would be difficult but he wasn't expected to die and was pretty stable at the time. I was looking after him and he was a lot of work because he would try to get up but couldn't walk so he'd fallen a lot. The son really wanted to come in, even though it's way past visiting hours. But you know I'll bend the rules in a good cause. I figured what the heck it's his Saturday night. Come on in and sit with your dad. Patient died about 2 minutes before the son walked in the door. It was like a switch was turned off. He just died. The last thing he said to me was am I bothering anyone. I told him of course not, even though he had some very frustrating behavior because of the stroke. The son just started crying and screaming I knew it. How the heck he knew, we were all a bit freaked out. I knew when my mom passed even though I was miles away, buying groceries and pet food. That feeling of hurry, 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 get there now, hurry, sure enough. I was halfway there when my cousin called to tell me. I've worked in a small family run nursing home for 6 years as a nurse aide. It was an orphanage before it became a nursing home, and unfortunately before being shut down the orphanage had a history of severe abuse and neglect. Unfortunately it's not gossip the owner herself has told us. When residents get close to death they always see a little girl. One of my patients a very alert gentleman he knew all our names and was very alert and oriented. I was passing dinner trays and saw that he had his back turned and was talking and laughing in the corner I knocked and asked him who he was talking to and he chucked and said this little girl came into my room. She was scared he died 3 days later. About 6 months later had another patient screaming about a little girl grabbing his feet and she needed to leave him alone. He died that night. She's come up over the years it's always the same thing they see her and then they die. Other co-workers have had the same experience. It's very unsettling.
that actually sounds like a nice story to me. A little girl who never had a family keeps these people company as they're nearing death. I want to see a movie like that, except I feel like it would turn into a horror movie by the end. I am a nurse in a hospital and my patient was a well-known card reader in town, not too unheard of in Louisiana. I had actually gone to her about 10 years prior and she was eerily accurate. While caring for her for a few days I walk into her room and she is unresponsive. She had been very lethargic all day but now she was out. Her daughter is at the bedside and is trying to wake her up. I sternal rub her and inflict pain with no response and a very thready pulse. I call a rapid response. This woman then wakes up randomly and was full of energy within a 30 second span. She told me she was dead and watching me in the room the whole time. Knew exactly what happened. She said God told her it wasn't her time and sent her back. She went home a couple days later and she is still doing card readings. She's in her late 80s if I recall correctly. I'm a psychiatric nurse. Early in my career, I worked at a residential mental health facility. There was a resident I'll call Marion Duchene. He was an elective mute, which simply means that he didn't wouldn't couldn't talk but there were no pathological findings as to why. He had spoken earlier in his life and in fact seemed quite normal back then, with the notable exception of being close to 7 feet tall. He'd been raised in the deep south and joined the military when he was 19. After boot camp, he was stationed somewhere in the south. One night, he just vanished. It was declared an AWOL for years, and finally he was declared missing and dead. Ten years later, a seven foot tall man walked into a VA hospital emergency room in my part of the Midwest and said to the receptionist, My name is Marion Duchene and I've been dead for ten years. Those were the last words he ever spoke. He was covered with dust and he was wearing the same clothes he'd been reported to be wearing the night he vanished. His social security number had not been used and he had no identification on his person. However, they were able to identify him, I guess via fingerprints. He was well fed and in good health, except for his refusal to speak. The family was notified but they said they had already grieved their lost man and that whomever was claiming to be him simply could not be. They said he was a haint and a stand-in for their dead relative and demanded not to be contacted again. Marion paced all day every day, not in a frantic way, but just lumbering up and down the halls and outside. He smiled all the time and would be moving his mouth in a way that indicated talking or muttering, but he was dead silent. He had an unnerving habit of throwing his head back with his mouth wide open as if he were laughing heartily but not even a breath could be heard. If told to go to the dining room for a meal, he'd go and eat. But if nobody told him, he just kept pacing, never indicating hunger. If offered a cigarette, he'd smoke it in an oddly formal way, almost delicately, if that makes sense. But he never seemed to crave smoking. The man wanted nothing. If I talked to him, he appeared to listen, periodically throwing his head back in that laughter-mimicking way of his. There was nothing to do for this man. Various medications were tried, but they did not affect him either positively or negatively. Occupational therapy did nothing because Marion would just grin and unless told to stay put, he'd get up and start pacing again. On my last day at that job, on my way to something better, the last thing I saw was Marion, pacing in the parking lot, throwing his head back to laugh. Later I wondered if all along I'd been dealing with a ghost. All these years later, I still don't know. 
I worked in a pediatric hospital and had always heard that the fourth floor right outside our oncology unit was haunted. I worked 312s normally but would pick up overtime and picked up a night shift. I was working in the NICU which happened to also be on the fourth floor but on the opposite side. The oncology unit had a staircase that was a short cut down to the cafeteria which was on the second floor. At about 3am I was ready to take a short break and wanted a cup of coffee from the cafeteria so I decided to take that staircase. I walked through the automatic double doors and saw a kid skipping down the hall. I called out to him as I was afraid a little kid had snuck out of a patient room. As soon as I called out to him he turned and in the blink of an eye totally vanished. A lot of other nurses and docs had seen the same little kid skipping in that same hallway. Of course I chalked it up to just exhaustion and didn't really think about it much after that. But you are dang sure I didn't use that hallway at night ever again. One of the rooms we have is obviously having something of a haunting. A man in a gown gestured one of the techs to come in, she went in and he was gone. One week earlier a female PT was asking to get a different room, because a man wouldn't leave her room. We just thought it was some sort of delirium. Multiple others have seen him too. I was working at night and one of the patients died while I was in the room. We tried everything to revive this person but it didn't work so after doing the papers and everything I went to another place in the hospital and I swear to god that this patient who I saw dead, touched my right arm. I think that I have never cried that much in my life. Maybe it was their way of saying thanks for trying. Oh I have so many I don't know where to start. I worked in geriatrics, nursing homes, for years, so most of our patients died within a few years of being with us. Anyways I had a new patient move into one of the rooms on my hall that my previous patient had just passed in. My new patient kept calling at night saying that there was this woman who kept coming into her room and trying to talk to her. At first I just passed it off on her being in her 90s and struggling with dementia. So I assured her that I would lock her door at night to make sure no one could come in. After about a week of this continuing to happen, I sat down with her and was asking what this woman looked like thinking she may just be hallucinating her daughter or sister or something. And she proceed to tell me that this woman had a pink robe on with blue fuzzy slippers and her hair up in curlers, and the women would come and sit at the foot of her bed, pat the new patient's feet and try to talk to her but she couldn't understand what she was saying. I almost pee myself. The patient that I had had in that room prior to my new one, went to bed, every night, in her pink house robe, blue slippers and her hair in curlers. It stopped after about 2 weeks. I used to work in a nursing home as both a CNA and an LPN. And while nothing too crazy happened there were definitely things that happened out of the ordinary. I remember one time after someone had died I was cleaning up her body and the door to the room swung wide open even though it had been firmly latched nobody was there. It gave me the creeps. There were instances of furniture being moved, lights turning on and off by themselves and toilets randomly flushing by themselves as well. I also remember I had one resident one night who asked me to make sure I closed the door to the closet that was at the end of her bed and she told me that when it was open that woman kept going in and out of it all night and it kept her awake. A ward I worked on once had a patient who was a psychic medium as a patient. We had a bit of a laugh with her as she was on the ward for a while. She'd had a stroke which affected her mobility, and she would do readings for the staff etc from time to time. 
I took it all as just a bit of fun until one evening when she pressed her nurse call buzzer and told us to go check on a patient in a side room as he was dead. We went to check and sure enough found that the gentleman had died. Later on we asked our psychic patient how she had known and she told us she had seen him coming out of his room obviously distressed. She realized he had died and had to explain to him what had happened and help him to pass over go to the light. Now I am not a believer but that gave me the creeps. She killed the patient. I'm a nurse. I've witnessed quite a lot with Alzheimer people. They often develop their own scenarios in their own head, often accompanied by vivid hallucinations. Once during night shift, I heard a woman scream in fear, checking on her. She managed to climb into her wheelchair in pure panic, wanting to flee her bedroom, asking what was wrong. She thought the building was on fire. Now what's important to mention here is, people often make claims that people are just crazy or dreaming badly or something. But this is not the case. People with hallucinations have been found to actually see, hear, smell, etc. Something, when their hallucinations occur, as the same locations in the brain are stimulated as if they would get real impulses. That woman actually saw fire. She actually smelled fire. She didn't just make that up to be crazy. It's what her brain told her was happening. And she was in real panic for her life. And the same applies to when those people see someone else in their room. When they want me to guide someone out of the bedroom who isn't actually there, seemingly standing right behind me, and it makes no sense to discuss with them that no one's there, to them, someone is there, and you better do your best effort of improvising to guide that someone, even if it's no one, outside, play along, and they'll be fine. This, to me, is the scariest thing at work, they see something you don't. Student nurse here. I once had a patient say do you ever feel the chill whenever you're on the computer? Don't worry it's just a nurse who worked here a long long time ago. She doesn't understand your technology so she's trying to learn. I always feel someone is looking over my shoulder when I'm on the computer so this freaked me out. Worked in a nursing home long term facility for multiple years. Personally hadn't experienced anything too crazy apart from mystery call lights. Call bell system going off. No buttons lit up no rooms lit up, system would have to be reset from the electrical room to clear it, hearing doors close shut, toilets flushing, faucets running. These were by no means commonplace, other staff had some more direct experiences though, apparently in one hall a little girl would occasionally be seen walking, this had been reported by multiple staff as well as patients. A staff member was sitting out in her car during night shift when some woman who knocked on her window and quickly disappeared. The next day she was discussing this out loud with the oncoming shift when someone pulled out a picture from old files based on the description provided. Apparently, it was a match to a former patient that had passed away at least 10 years before that staff member was hired. I had a 6 year old who fell from a tree and had a significant head injury. She didn't respond to voice commands or painful stimuli but she was having a conversation with someone. But the only part I could clearly hear was when she said well I know, but I don't want to be dead. She then went unresponsive. Happily the neurosurgeon was have to get her in the or in time and take care of her epidural bleed. She survived with mild deficits and came to see us after being discharged. She didn't remember the conversation at all. What a stubborn kid. Imagine telling death you don't want to be dead, so you won't be dying right now. And death just being alright fine jeez. Okay, I am a nurse but this did not happen to me, but several other nurses who worked at these units, 
There is a little girl who haunts the burn unit of a large military medical treatment facility in the US. She has been seen by both staff and patients. Haunts may not be the correct term, but she has been witnessed by several. Second, I used to work at the old Walter Reed Army Medical Center. In the old one that moved back in 2011, there was a VIP ward. I believe it was Ward 72. Any retired general officers would be stay there, along with any higher ups in the guild. Think Secretary of State and other cabinet officials. There was also a room for the first lady and president. This ward is private, locked at all entrances and very nice. It is furnished with very high-end furniture and a lot of it was donated by Mrs. Mamie Eisenhower, the wife of President Dwight D. Eisenhower. Well, for my friend who worked there, the ghost of Mamie Eisenhower is very particular about anyone staying in her room, and if anyone did sleep in that room, she would yank off the bedsheets. My friends also said decorative pieces would randomly fall off table or fly off the walls when they were the only ones up there. Mamie would also apparently page the supervisor, who would call the ward back to a very confused nurse as to who paged them. Back when I was a paramedic in Oakland I was taking care of an elderly gentleman in the back of my ambulance he looked up into the upper corner of the ambulance and said it's okay Lulu I'll be with you soon. His daughter was with him and told me that Lulu was his wife who died 20 years earlier. A few minutes later he went into cardiac arrest and passed on. Ah man. This has happened to all my loved ones who passed away. The loved one who has been dead for years comes to get the person who is about to pass away. I worked as a med tech at an assisted living facility. One day a resident, I'll call her Margaret suddenly passed away and her family left all her belongings in the room that night including her pendant to call the staff for help. The next night Margaret's neighbor called the staff because someone was talking in the room next door and keeping them awake. We brushed the resident off knowing that Margaret's room was empty. About an hour later Margaret's pendant started going off from her empty apartment. I was the only one willing to go turn it off so I walked into the room and it was freezing cold in the middle of summer. The air conditioning was off. Suddenly the bathroom door slammed as I was turning off the pendant light. I locked the door and ran back to the nurse's station. We forced one of the older male staff members to go check out the entire room and he claims the door was still locked when he got down there and no one was in there. You'll just like making me scared of the cold don't ya? Sorry, I know you asked for nurses and doctors but I couldn't help telling this one. Growing up, my maternal grandmother and I were always pretty sensitive to paranormal stuff, but my mother was not. She thought her mom was a crock, and she was sure I was making stuff up, just as a preface. So while mom was in nursing school, she worked as a home health aide. She got a pretty cushy gig working with this disabled woman named Mary. I was too young to know what was wrong with Mary, but looking back now, I would guess she was someone who was mentally 5 though she was in her 50s. Mary's parents had provided well for her, left her with her own giant, beautiful home fully equipped for a handicapped person, enough money and a fund to finance care, etc. So mom was one of only 4 staff to work with Mary, because she did not like new people 2 midnighters and 2 day staff. She received around the clock care, but mom was able to bring Mary home with her. So we spent a lot of time with Mary as a family. Mary was sweet and very kind. I actually have an old photo of me, her and mom when I was dressed for one of my dance parades. We all loved her to death. 
One morning, on a day mom was off work but had school, she got up in a rush and ran downstairs. I thought she was late to school, so I went down with her to help her get what she needed to leave. But she was on the phone, dialing people who were not answering her. I will never ever forget this, mom was shaking and crying, blubbering to herself without making any real sense. She finally slammed the phone down on the table and put her hands on her face, and I asked her what was wrong. She told me she had woke up to Mary at her bedside patting her hand the way she did when she was very pleased with something mom did, but when she sat up in bed Mary was gone. The phone rang, and it was the nurse at the house. Mary had passed away the night before. She came to tell mom goodbye. She still never believed in the paranormal, but she did quit nursing school and never worked in home health again. She never said, but I got the sense she couldn't handle another Mary happening to her again. My mom was pretty stoic but that broke her. God dang. My aunt is a nurse and told me some stories, but this one stuck with me. There was an old lady who insisted on being strapped down at night in her bed. She told my aunt that there was a dark figure that was trying to grab her and take her out of the room, where she would die. My aunt and other nurses obliged and for the next few nights she would check on her and it would look as though someone was trying to pull her from the bed randomly while she slept. My aunt is then off and whoever is this lady's nurse does not strap her down at night. Nurses found the old lady dead, laying on the floor by the door. Her hand stretched out past the door and into the hallway. I'm out good night. My mom used to work as a night nurse in the burn unit at a hospital in Dallas, TX. She told me that people would always talk about how the burn unit was apparently haunted. She wasn't really sure whether or not to believe this until a little girl came into the unit with horrific burns. The little girl did not always have parents stay the night with her, so my mom would try to check up on her pretty often when she worked. One night, my mom asked the girl if she ever got scared at night. The little girl responded, number. I don't get scared because an old woman comes to read to me every single night and sits beside my bed while I fall asleep. This shocked my mom because there were no older women working in the burn unit at night and she would usually be the only person on duty during those times. It isn't that scary, but she always recalls it being one of the craziest things that has ever happened as a healthcare worker. That's actually really nice. A nice old lady coming back to comfort hurt and scared kids. I am a psychiatrist and during my training years I worked for 6 months at a ward treating patients with depressive and anxiety disorders. It was an old building who had been housing psychiatric patients since the mid 1920s. On our floor we had 13 beds and a nursing station, a living room, and a few conference rooms. One day a few weeks and I am interviewing a patient who when asked about sleeping patterns tells me. She have heard a baby crying at night waking her up. There are no babies in that hospital as the place is situated far away from housing areas and there were restricted visiting hours. Afterwards the nurse pulls me aside and tells me that the baby crying thing is not a psychotic symptom. She is very serious about this, but won't elaborate. I kind of shrug it off, as either way it does not change the diagnostic or treatment, and forgets about the experience. Around 3 months in my stay I sit in the nurses station and 3 nurses behind me are talking. One of them says she is very active today and the other says really? Oh, hadn't noticed. I turn around and ask them who they are talking about. They look at each other, and then one of them hesitantly says well, there is a baby here. She cries sometimes. I of course says no, but they just kind of shrug and smiles. Not 30 seconds later I hear it. It sounded far away but not too far. 
a cry, clearly a baby's cry, sounding like it is separated from us by maybe two or three walls. I am perplexed and look at the nurses. They look at me like told you so. I of course ask about this, but they can't say anything else but this faint baby cry is there and have been there always. Since then I heard it maybe two three times a week. I told a new doctor about it who laughed. However a few weeks in her stay, she came to me, white as a sheet, and told me she heard it in their coffee break. All the nurses just kind of knew about it, and being in psychiatry, hearing that kind of stuff is not really something you brag about. I was transferred and haven't heard it since. I think about it sometimes, but I don't really know what to make of it. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. I publish new videos every day. Until then, check another video. Bye for now.